You're listening to the Talking Tough Podcast. Creating tough minds for fitness, nutrition, and business. With your hosts, Rob Foster and Josh Phelps. Okay, welcome to today's podcast. And we are going to start off in your face with Own Your Shit. There you go. Mm -hmm. That was uh, kind of American to follow on from our... What was it called? Uh, when they, the when intro. It, intro, yeah. yeah, yeah. From my, I, yeah. I want to meet that guy. Josh Phelps and Rob Foster. Anyway, um, yeah, own your shit, basically. Um, pretty straight talking today. It's about time, I think. It's, there's, there's a lot of people who, unfortunately, don't own their and shit. And haven't right? since Christmas, probably. <laughs> or longer, longer last 20, 15, 20 years. But but we, we know there's a few who've just um, who've given up almost yeah. uh, and accepted it's it listen, it's, it's so it's, there's there's almost a, a given excuse right now, isn't there, to say why things aren't going well, which is you know mm. true. There is there is times and certain things we can't control. You know you can't take away some of that, but there's also other factors in life that we can still control, and you need to own it. And you need to once you start to do that, there's something very powerful about owning it and going right. We I, I think one of the first times I come to realise this is when we got into business and in all honesty when we took on staff and things weren't necessarily going always the way we wanted it to be done or serviced properly and it was like oh you know why why are they not done that why why has this happened what's what, what's the reasons for this that and the other and ultimately until we sat back and realized that actually it's down to the the leader i suppose or, or mm -hmm. ourselves at that point for not maybe showing them the right way or how it's done well possibly or communicating it well and we have to own that so whenever something's kind of gone wrong we've, we've always now taken it on the chin and sort of gone right well we have to own that because apart from covid because uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, i'm not owning that that's that crazy no, man no who ate the bat that. Where, where is that guy that ate the bat has he he must have got some something in the neck for that right he's, he's literally <laughs> he's, a super he's literally now. ruined businesses all over the world people's lives everything you know it's he's he's killed million i mean he's the he's literally the worst scapegoat yeah anyway so uh the guy that ate the bat you, if you're listening, uh, incredible that you're listening. And if you need it translated, we don't like you. There you go. Um, own, own that you did this. But in a more serious term is that you do need to own it, you know. And, and with people's sort of, I guess, health, you know, obviously that's where we're talking about. But too many times people just sort of go, oh, yeah, but it's because of this. Or, oh, I had a slight injury there. Or... A, B, C, D, you've mm. heard all, so many excuses and it's kind of, X, y, Z, yeah, right. I mean, I can't go to the gym. All right, well, no one can go to the gym right now. Well, actually, if you're interested, I do have a gym membership available, which you can go to. It's going to cost you about £3,000 a month. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that's another thing, right? How many people Exclusive go, gym it's all, it's all right for you. You can still go to the gym. Yeah, is, is it it's all right? three grand. Yeah, I'm quite <laughs> happy for you to purchase my gym membership off me. It's going to cost you about £3,000 a month uh, minimum. And uh, yeah, crack on. You can go mm -hmm. as much as you like. You can live in there if you want, you know? So um, but you, you do. You, you look at what goes on and there's certain things, yes, we will agree that this time right now, there's certain things which we, like us, you know, we can't own the fact that gyms are closed because we can't physically do anything about that. That genuinely is out of our hands. But there's a lot of things that people will pass the buck as such until you sort of step back and go right well what can I do then what how have I made this the best situation what am I doing I give myself every opportunity to be a success um I read a quote uh Gary Player uh for those people golf uh Arnold Palmer um I'm pretty yeah I'm not sure but anyway yeah, it was those two anyway um and it was like it's funny that uh the more I practice the luckier I get 
And my dad used to say it to me, especially if he had a good shot. And, and I've got to be honest with you, there's part of me that knew he had, you know, skill, but there was also a level of luck. But you, you do, you hear it a lot, and especially on the golf course, oh, look, look at you, how lucky are that? But those people who are highly skilled or, or, or do things consistently and practice, talking golf, but obviously you know where we're going to go with this, you know, funny enough, they seem to get luckier. And, you know, you hear it when people who, who do, oh, that guy's well lucky, you've seen him, he's got that, this, that, and the other, or, oh, you know, oh, you're really lucky, you, you, you never put on weight. You can eat whatever you like. And then you start to delve into it. Why is it that person doesn't pump weight? Well, they might move more. They might be more fidgy. They might train more regularly. They might eat better you know, foods. They might be eating quite regularly, but they might not be just chucking loads. They might not be smashing snacks in the evening. Um, you know, they might not be drinking as much alcohol or whatever else it is. That, you know, but, but they're lucky, obviously. But it's like anything. When you practice a skill, you, know, you, you, you start to go time and time again and you acquire that skill set that it's not you're actually less lucky because it's not luck you take out the element of luck because you're more controlled in what you're doing in in relation to golf and what I was reading you know obviously you think about it if you're practicing your swing time and time again you're consistently doing it and you're doing it well practicing it well by the way um doing the right things then the the obviously you're in more control and actually you you're more confident in your outcome and confidence breeds you know success as well so not only are you practicing um and being less lucky, funnily enough, um, you know, you're almost successful and you've got more control over the outcome. And we've got to look at that surely for, for a lot of things in life. Yeah, uh, I think um, I, I hear the, the comment quite a lot. I've probably said it before as well, but whenever I play with mates, oh, you're so lucky well, because I've just spanked one into the trees and it's bounced out. Well, I'm sorry, but you've practiced that you go yeah. you actually go into the parks and practice smashing into trees to, to check out angles of I've the put it into out. the trees and I've, I've I've seen the smallest gap and I've, I've just knocked it straight through and it's rolled onto the green it's like oh you're so lucky how'd you get on the well, that's, that, that's, you're because, always, that's because you're always in the trees and you've practiced it so many times out of the trees in the past yeah I've ne- and now <laughs> you've honed that skill yeah. out of the woods but uh, I, I just it just makes me makes me laugh when I'm like, but when, when we talk about like you know people are in, in the comment is oh you're lucky you can eat whatever you like I get it all the time because I do eat quite a lot of food and often I'll eat you know food that's not always seen anyone as perfect anyone can eat what food. they like really anyone can yeah I mean I know if people that have intolerances like. and, and stuff they don't can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat I can't eat shellfish I can eat shellfish but I don't want to yeah no because the it's outcome's not great is it yeah like Will we discussed, yeah. <laughs> but we, we yeah I like uh, but, I, don't, um, I don't want to see it but you know part of you know this part of people want to see that reaction as well like, I, do, I don't want to see you to in honest, pain but I'd I like to see you <laughs> I, it won't go that I won't like swell up or anything but uh, we know that lad who who come to a oh, yeah. Chinese restaurant or something don't do it loads of peanuts and everything he's, he's, he's allergic to nuts and he's come to a, allergic to a Chinese restaurant what's going to happen oh, basically I might have to go to um, A&E if I have a how do you know like these guys are that was in Spain these guys are Spanish you can't decipher the, the menu He's risking his just don't do it, mate. Peanut just, allergy. You know, <laughs> you just say you take yourself out of that situation, don't you? you That's you, a risk you probably don't want to take. But um, anyway, going back to it, you, you can anyone can eat anything they want, really, to a degree. But why do you why do you get away with it? It's not because you're lucky. It's because you're you're probably smart about how you go about things and you make. But it's the um, other things you, you do consistently. Choices. You know, you control the outcome, and I'm confident because I've done the things for multiple years. I know what the the result will be. So if I'm somebody who, you know, say enjoys certain things. And I had a client message me who's on the nutrition programs and it was like, you know, I'm doing really, really, really well and things are going fantastic. I'm just a little bit uh, cautious of the fact that it's my daughter's birthday coming up and I'm buying her a cake in because it's kind of all she can do at the moment. She's like, but I don't want to waste that cake because obviously, and I, and I would like some. 
Okay, mm, well let's let's ha- let's have the cake, right? Okay, yeah, I, I just didn't know if it would work into the plan. Well, ultimately, we've got a process we go through, and the the understanding of we can eat what we want, but also going right, you know, birthday cake isn't on the menu every single week. So what her, what's her options really? And she was kind of a bit like looking for, I suppose. Um, she said, I don't have to have it. I was like, Why wouldn't you have it though? Why wouldn't you have something that you ultimately enjoy? You're doing it on a birthday, which is an annual thing. Even if you had it on your birthday as well, it's twice a year. It's not, you know, one. Ma- we know one bad meal doesn't wreck the thing. So if you eat half the cake, then you know it's going to be more of a detriment to what we're trying to achieve right now. If you have a slice or whatever and enjoy it, which you're going to as well, because obviously she's not now consuming all the sugars, the fats, and all the food she was doing on a uh, more regular basis. When you do have that hyperpalatable food, you you really do taste the difference in it. Mm. Uh, and actually, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes you don't even enjoy it as much because it's like, Christ, that's a lot. But you you can enjoy it, and, and there's nothing wrong with having that. So she was like, oh, what will I have to do if I have that piece of cake? I said, you'll have to sit there, you'll have to enjoy it with your daughter, and you'll have to just enjoy the fact you've had your cake that you've you know spent money on. That's all I want you to do. Oh, well, do I not have to like, take away my cake? Yeah, you can if you really want to, but do you really want every time you go to have something that you enjoy to be thinking, oh, tomorrow I've got to drop my you know the carbs out of that and the fats out? You can certainly do that. But the ultimately, you know, this this uh, client has been in a, a deficit for a while. She's been dropping pound after pound after pound, um, but in a good way. You know, she's not dropping like you know six seven pounds in a week because she's not that she's not in that place in her life right now. She's you know more fine tuning. She's doing really really well. And I was like, well, listen. Imagine if you felt like every time you had the opportunity, um, as long as it wasn't every every other day or every day or whatever, and you're doing all the things majority right, that eighty percent of the time, that if that cake does come up, that cake might actually be a glass of wine. That cake might be uh, whatever else it is, a treat somewhere along the line. You can have it, enjoy it, and still know that you're going to be successful. She's like, oh, that'd be incredible. I was like, well, that's exactly what we're working towards. You know, my mm. my goal isn't to be holding your hand it never has been you know I do understand that there's certain people who want to take all the guesswork out want to be shown the way want to be guided want to get a great result but ultimately I will still (laughs) I still will be because it's in my nature be trying to get you to understand why that works and that you can enjoy it longer term so uh, she she was like really happy about it and I did say listen if you were being like ultimately on a super super strict diet because you had to I know get into a certain dress or do certain thing then you know if you were to smash of this highly caloric cake then yeah you might have to start looking at possibly over the course of the next week don't try and do it all the next day because it's going to be a horrendous day off the back end of this across the course of the next week look at the calories maybe reduce by 100 each day or something along those lines ideally take away from sort of the carbs or the fat sources that you've got keep the protein in there and you know what we will probably be back to a great position mm. um, and then you sort of weigh up whether it was worth it but the thing she has done very, very well prior to this point, which relates back to how lucky this person is, you know, people would look at her and go, oh, she's so lucky, you know, she's in great shape, you know. She consistently turns up to train, right? And it doesn't mean she has to be doing it 100%. You know, she does it consistently. She consistently does a lot of the things well. She can consistently tracks her food, okay? And that, you know, as many people don't like to do it, it's effective because the reason she's come onto this program isn't because she didn't know that she had to have a calorie balance, it's because she actually wants to be healthier uh, in the way that she does it, because she kind of knows she can play the game, and she was getting to a point where she wasn't having breakfast, um, not really having a great deal for lunch, was having uh, some sort of dinner, uh, which she said, because of the time she was going through, was uh, hectic, and then was smashing ice cream, and that's fine, because she kind of kept in her sort of calorie uh, you know, count, but she knew that ultimately that wasn't making her optimal, 
uh, in terms of her, you know, training her health and things like that. She started to feel a little bit groggy about it all. And it was like, right, I understand the, you know, calorie balance and I know that I'm sort of staying in shape as such, but I think there's more to this that I could probably feel a little bit better, a bit more energetic, probably be doing more for my body than ice cream. Um, and, and so we started to manage those things. So, yeah, you might look at her as lucky, but let's look at what she's practicing daily. In, in essence, is is training, keeping active, walking, hydrating, keeping her calories in check, tracking her food. There's still a, a, a ways to go to be more positive as such uh, for her, and which we're doing now and turning around. And now she's starting to understand that actually she can eat more food than what she was, uh, feel better about herself by doing it, by getting the right foods in, still have the, the ice cream or the cake or the whatever, but just in balance and not even have to really worry about trying to make up for it as such. Mm. Because that's not always a, a great mindset, but you can work it if you have to work it. And, and it's just been a real eye-opener for those people who, who seem to look upon others and, and maybe you've done it yourself. And, oh, they're lucky. And we, we do. I've seen people and I've seen... You like, probably do it every, you know, every I think, day life. You know, I've seen people who I've gone... Oh, that's that's such a nice house and car, you know. Oh, you know, not necessarily. And I, I suppose I don't necessarily are oh, they're lucky because I kind of understand because I've worked through this thing. But I do know people who are like, oh, they're so lucky. Look, have you seen what he's driving about and what he's got? Mm, has he created that luck? You don't actually always know as well what the true story is behind it. So mm-hmm. don't always jump to oh, they're doing fantastic. It's other people that cover up what's inside by external purchases. We've talked about that as well. Um, you know, I think the comment was as we last uh, as we finished the podcast on the last one was you know buying expensive things to cover up you know if you're out of shape you just spend more money on clothes and things because you feel like you can get away with it and, and actually ultimately it's covering up the fact that you're probably not that confident in yourself so you you think expensive expensive things are covering that up and that you know it, but that's not always the case don't get me wrong some people just like nice clothes and nice uh, expensive things as well that's that's all cool yeah i think um we'll, we'll obviously be a proponent of of health um but you'd like to think people would take their, you know, their health and their body as a priority over over material things, but it's sadly not the the way. Um, you've probably had the same thing about uh, it's like a comment really that comes. Should you be eating that? As in, say, it's usually from friends who are probably watching you eat a burger or something, and they're like, "Wow, well, why why would why do you think they would direct that at a PT, at a fitness professional, at someone who they think should uh, be like basically eating salads and and uh, and, and whole foods shouldn't have a burger like are you, should you be eating that that's something i think a lot of people actually go through it goes through their mind as well there's that good and bad food thing well i can't have that i can't have that cake should i be eating that what are other people going to see when they when they see me eating that cake and i'm trying to lose weight or whatever it is um but the point is i suppose if you can like you've said you you can control your calories uh you can probably metabolize calorie excess a bit better because you're more active and you control other things so the people who are saying you shouldn't have oh should you be having that probably shouldn't be having it themselves but they're the people who are having it so it's kind of a warped sort of uh mentality around that side of thing as well the great thing i have so my my dad i've discussed about him on the, on the podcast before my dad's doing really really well i found out that we, we're on track so we've been doing it for three weeks so january three three and a bit of weeks now um and give him a bit of an outline of his training program so Kind of a classic all or nothing guy, as I said before, goes super low on calories, starts doing walking, still has a beer at the weekend, um, or doesn't have anything, and, but he is having a beer at the weekend kind of as his, his thing at the moment, which is fine, um, but we just sort of talked about, 
you know, ultimately what's going to happen. He's oh, if I have this beer, I'll wake up next day and I'll kick myself because I've put on five pound. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, right, okay, yeah, water retention, you're going to get rid of that. He's like, yeah, well, that's what happens. I'll do that. And then five days later, I'll sort of back to where I was. Then I'll drop a couple more pounds uh, and then I'll go through that. So he, he's actually losing weight. Once again, it's not something I fully advocate, but I'm, I'm getting to understand the energy balance thing. Uh, and, and he's, you know, don't get me wrong. I And I mean this in the nicest way. I know what's going to happen. It, sort of classic uh, all or nothing guy but at the moment you say following some advice he you know he's dropped sort of 12 pounds now which is pretty it's pretty you know intense for mm. like, average four pound a week which is a lot and as i said isn't always sustainable and actually never has been for him really um but he does it and if he doesn't do this you know he kind of doesn't do anything so he's doing that um but yesterday it was quite interesting because he's like right i, I want to start looking at you know like muscle training as he called it and i said okay cool i was like why is that he's like well you know i do all this but then you know, I'd like to get a bit stronger and stuff. And actually, I know whenever I do that, it actually helps my walking. I was like, oh, it's good that you're seeing the, the relative of actually the, the knock-on effect. So the knock-on effect of him eating well or reducing his calories, feeling better, is allowing him to start walking because he was having to stop every sort of 500 yards, you know, and he can now walk. But he's then like, when I start doing the, the weight training, is it, or muscle training, as he calls it, um, he's like, I, I, feel more be- I feel better about my, you know, more confident with my walking. I feel more comfortable. And I, and I do that, and I start to, I feel like I walk a little bit more. I, you know, in his head, he's kind of selling himself that, you know, he's walking faster because he's doing the weights. Mm. Maybe, but possibly not. But it's almost that knock-on effect again of that positivity of doing one action, having that compound effect. So he's had that weight loss so actually looking what he's eating he's now tracking it which is the first time he's ever done which is good because i'm trying to get him to understand what's in what a little bit Mm -hmm. so he's tracking his food uh not on my fitness pal just on an excel spreadsheet like proper old school um but it it works for him and he then does that and he tracks what he drinks when he does drink um he's now walking further and further and he's got little goals that we set each week so he goes further uh he's now feeling like he's going faster because he's adding a bit of weight training and he started doing the the weight training himself pretty loosely to be honest no structure no nothing but that's fine because once Mm -hmm. again it's a small simple step and it's without being forceful and we've got to understand that each person is different and what we're going into uh, ourselves is uh, and the next step will be tailoring coaching right it's got to be tailored to the person because it's no one size fits all and I know for a fact when my dad time and time again I could go oh you meant to do eight sets of this and four sets of that and total outcome would have been this and total volume creates muscle mass he'd just be like see you later mate I'm not interested I really don't care so I said right go and spend 10 minutes on that machine upstairs he's got a multi-gym go and spend 10 minutes doing whatever you feel comfortable doing he does it He's now built up to 30 minutes. He's now doing 30 minutes of whatever he was doing. So I went around, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and saw, we're in a bubble, by the way, before anyone calls us out. Um, uh, it, it, we go around and, he, and he's like showing me what he's doing. And to be honest, not that bad because he's kind of following mm. what I've shown him when he first got the machine. So he's not gone too far wrong. Plus, I think he's a bit worried about doing himself so damage. He's got a multi gym. So yeah, got, yeah, like uh, it's pretty decent to be honest. And um, he's then then gone right. Okay, well, what can I do to build up here? So you know, he's pointing. I'm, I'm actually holding my sort of chest area, shoulder area, um, because I, one of my quotes was, and it's one of my favourite quotes from a guy who I saw was quite uh, quite a big guy. He's like. Mate, it doesn't matter if you've got a power belly because as long as your chest is bigger than your belly, you'll always look good. And I sort of said it to Dad. I said, that's what you should aim for. I said, mm-hmm. don't worry about your belly getting big because you hold it quite well. Just get a bigger chest because then you'll always look good. And he sort of laughed. Went, Next thing, he's going, how do I get my chest bigger? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's taking that on board. Well, so, the, um, the thing as well is about, um, well, people obviously try and tra- train their mirror muscles though. Just one on that, uh, which is like the muscles you'd see if you looked in the mirror, biceps, chest, 
generally not legs, quads really, but just just like the, the abs, I suppose as well. Um, versus, versus kind of the the back muscles, um, triceps and and your, your your back in general. But um, but as we know, sort of in terms of posture and walking and things, by training some of those posterior chain muscles, some of the hamstrings, glutes, calves, back, upper back traps everything that just gives you a lot more posture you walk more upright you probably feel more confident walking and um and generally you'd uh you'd probably feel stronger walking you know versus just not not actually um training at all i am um, i'm always impressed by someone with a, a decent back it sounds really silly but i always uh, think that um actually when you see somebody who's got a, a strong looking back you kind of like, yeah that's that's impressive and that sounds mm. like a weird thing probably from guy but i'm quite open about saying it i mean i look at guys and girls all the time with their physique and the shape it's just naturally it's part of my job and it becomes a habit so um when i see somebody who's you know built well strong there as you say they, they tend to hold themselves better and actually you can hold more weight if you've got a, a, a sort of a better posture and they're doing the air quotes there because what is a good posture it's questionable you know actually uh what people's uh, views on that are and um but you know and, and actually it was one of the things i showed him yesterday i was like well you do know this does this this and this and showed him sort of two more um sort of back exercises as such so he's got stronger and working these other things like, oh yeah anyway i pushed him a little bit yesterday which was nice it was good i was almost not a pt session crikey we were in there for about five minutes but i went right now i want you to do this exercise followed by this one followed by that one now and i want you to do these repetitions and actually what i've just seen you do you're cruising through it so let's up a little bit get get pushed to touch anyway he was in there for about two minutes and dramatic dad you know i was like right now just try and do a, a press up because he can do press ups um usually anyway after we've done a few exercises i knew he wasn't gonna be went, oh you've killed me i ain't going back up there with you you're crazy all this sort of stuff but he was like oh, i think i'm gonna feel that tomorrow that's really yeah. good he's like so having a bit of structure to your training he's now excited you know having a plan he's like oh i've got a new kick for this and i'm gonna do it differently he's like i've been doing this for two or three weeks and been doing the same he's like i always feel it but he's like do you think i'll get a better result from this. I was like, well, you, you know, listen, let's just see how it goes in terms of results, possibly. But I said, but also you've got that structure now. So you now when you come in, you're not sort of going from one thing to another. It's like, yeah, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. So it's got a little structure. We've changed the ranges on it. I'm making push a little bit more weight. And just having that like, five minutes up there has really got him a, a real kick. And that's what it's about. Sometimes, you know, people say about, oh, don't just buy the next shiny thing. Yeah, no, that that is true, right? And with training uh, and nutrition, and this is something that's coming up a lot with my, my new nutrition classes, they're always wanting something different or change. And, and it's actually about building continuity, consistency. And actually, sometimes it's not always that sexy. It's not adding a new curry in every week and this yeah you can do it but let's get the basics done well and then understand how we can do those things you know with the training side of things some of the best programs we've ever done are some of the most simplistic and solid and almost i think most people would get bored of them after sort of four to eight weeks but if you go past that sort of four weeks of doing similar things and look at magic isn't it yeah exactly (laughs) it's like you're like oh actually well i'm starting to get stronger i'm starting to get you know it's getting that a little bit further Mm. beyond oh yeah yeah, well, now I need to do a, you know, kneeling, uh, single arm, kettlebell, upright, press, followed by, you know, and, and it is always that thing you see, you know, I saw somebody, uh, a friend of ours, actually, uh, Alex Anthony, he's doing a lot of content at the moment where he's doing a, where he tries to do the, uh, was it a fit, 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 uh, fit influencers? Fit influencers? I don't know what he calls them. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he's like basically just mocking somebody's people on Instagram where they're doing like a, a lateral lunge with like a kettlebell swinging around their head like then to a press then back to a lateral lunge swinging around the head press he's like why not just do them individually do them well and possibly be able to load them better in the same mm. amount of time probably 
get better results less dangerous you know uh, just and actually everyone's trying to create the next crazy movement because it's exciting and it's fun on video but uh, you know ultimately you know our six week dumbbell plan is if you were to look at it quite simplistic but it's probably got some movements in there that people haven't ever done but they're solid movements that actually if you've been in the industry or been around strength training or done research in there they've got some really huge benefits too um, but you may never have done them if you're you know maybe not in into your training which is fine but also they're solid compound movements a lot of them they're you know they're effective movements they're done in a way that isn't you know trying to get you to do outrageous things just because they look pretty but the results you'll get from sticking to that six weeks you could even rinse and repeat that twice you know there's, there's no point in us lying about it you could do and change the weights up and things but if you've just got a simple you know set of dumbbells there's huge simplicity to it consistency by doing it and being accountable to, to following your plan takes away the stresses of things and will get you results and that's what a good plan should really look like not just oh let's do this crazy thing every every five seconds and change i want a new workout every single time i go there actually if you did the same workout monday wednesday friday full body it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for a lot of people the worst thing oh, sorry the worst thing the best thing about that rather is um the the need for not a lot of kit so we've actually designed programs to, around what people might have you know in their homes or uh access to say if gym's open again um you're not going to have maybe the the whole rack of dumbbells to, to go and grab um depending on what sort of um, you know, restrictions there but uh, our programming we've we've done it for well bands barbell sort of garage gym uh, dumbbells um, suspension trainers in there well, as well we, we know how many arm. of our members have uh, got few bits of kit and we know what's effective yeah. for them and we want them to stay in shape and be effective so that's why we designed them so right? you don't need uh, you don't need a multi gym as such so if someone's like just using that as an example like oh I haven't got access to this this and this I've got a set of dumbbells perfect you can train resistance train your muscles you can do muscle training uh, and get a pump and feel like you're doing something and actually making progress with uh, there's many ways to manipulate the weight if you've only got single weights um and, and we've sort of proved that i think with just these the shiny new things that we've sort of released yeah and, and and once again as you say it's the fact that we're listening to real problems that people are facing right now um and going right what can we do about it and the people that go oh yeah well, i can't do anything oh, i just don't like online classes i don't like zooms i don't like this and then just sitting there and probably not doing anything and then we'll go oh i'm so much weaker than what i used to be because i haven't been able to go into the gym like we said right at the beginning of this own it you know that there are things you can be doing and it can be body weight and we've talked about time and time again the different ways you can manipulate that to get stronger or retain strength and if it is a case of going right well i need to purchase a set of dumbbells now and follow a program you know why not why wouldn't you invest into something if you're not willing to invest time into uh, a coach um or or time into understanding or learning then obviously how on earth are you going to get a change you know you, you've got to understand that you won't get a result you know if you're not willing to invest into understanding how to make a change or getting support to make that change then yes yeah, stay where you are but own the fact that if you're feeling absolutely horrendous in two or three months time because you were just waiting for covid to pass and you know funnily enough it hasn't for over a year then you know that's on you and there's no one else to blame so you can't get that take back no exactly yeah. that's it you know just just get up get get going look at what you can do look for support once again we're always here look out for the things we're releasing because we are trying to do as much as we possibly can but once again we're doing it and yes they aren't all for free because if you've got skin in the game you're more likely to do things we can go into that actually on the next podcast because uh we know how many times we've invested into things properly versus having free information and free information's kind of like meh and because you don't it doesn't matter if you use it or don't because it's made no real conscious effect you know the program that's for free 
versus the program that might cost you, say if you paid a thousand pounds for the same program that was sat there for free, you'd much more likely get a much better result because you paid a thousand pounds because you would actually go and do it. Yeah. The program might be the same. And that's not saying that that's what we're doing. But what I'm saying is there, you know, we know that. Uh, and sometimes it's just hearing things you already know, but you're being accountable and consistent in doing it because ultimately you've invested into it. Own it. Own it. Right, guys, take care. Peace. Bye-bye.